what more can I say? <laughs> and what Brian has just shared is the keys, the tools, the way, the means by which the soul awakens, moves to this world, and gets its liberation. You're not trapped here. You're really free here. You're free to make choices. You're free to hold back. You're free to give. You're free to participate. You're free to hide. You're free. But in that freedom, we've made choices sometimes that really do not work for us in the way that we wanted them to. It's important to look and see what choices are you making in your life. Why are you choosing this rather than that? And begin to pay attention to which choice really gives you the opportunity to walk further on this pathway of liberating the soul, of awakening into the divine, of taking responsibility for your thoughts, your feelings, your actions, and your reactions. Because sometimes we'll take the easy way out, not paying attention to the choices that we're making, only to find later on that was not the easy way out. It was really just in grossiness, getting us caught back up into the depths of this world even more. The easiest path is to love, to be in that movement of loving, and to love everything that you meet on your pathway. Do not resist it. Do not fight it. Do not judge it. Do not run away from it. But approach everything in loving. And in that way, you are inviting God into that moment. Because God is the loving. Your soul is the loving that you are inviting into that experience. Love it all. And the key to it is to first find that loving within yourself. Because it's easy to say, I'm bringing the loving forward into all that I do. But if you're not knowing of that loving, if you're not opening to that loving, if you're not allowing that loving to move with you, then it may just be a lot of words. And that's okay because sometimes it just takes doing that over and over and over to finally create for you that which you're really wanting to bring forward, which is the loving. But if you do your daily meditation, going inside, focusing on the sacred name, holding your attention at the seat of the soul, and just focusing that 
expression of loving, that truth of loving that you are with God and opening to receive God's loving, then you truly have the loving to bring forward into everything you experience in life. Love it all. And in that loving, you then can transform. You can transform yourself. You can transform your life. You can transform the situations in your life. Because loving produces greater loving. And when you send forth loving before you, all that stands before you will be touched and transformed in some way. And so that which was fighting you will now come into greater agreement with you. It will no longer push at you. It will cooperate with you and move more freely or allow you to move freely beyond it. It's just your choice. Remember that the loving is the key tool by which we can live our life spiritually focused. I always say God first and God only. And in that is a statement of loving God first and God only. Because that's what we do in our meditation. The first thing and the only thing that we're to do in our meditation is to love God and to allow God to love us. And in that loving exchange, in that loving movement, we move into that greater quality and truth of who we are as divine, who we are as soul. Letting go of all those elements of the world that we have gotten our caught, ourselves caught up in, whether it be through the imagination, the emotion, the mind, or the body, we let go of all that for a moment and just live and dwell in the truth of who we are as a child of God, as that spark of the divine. And then we begin to learn how to bring that into our daily lives, to bring that awareness of who I really am and how I really am into everything that we do. Now, the world around you may not really change. It may not really transform. It's still going to have its temper tantrums, its bickering, its pushing, its demanding, its need, its want, and whatever else that you experience of this world, it's still going to be out there doing all of that. But you're going to find that as you move in and through the world with that loving, that the world just kind of backs off for a minute and doesn't really focus that energy so much on you. Or if it does, all you have to do is bring that loving that you know for yourself to be true 
with God into loving the God in all things. Because truly, everything is of God. Nothing would exist if God did not exist. And everything that exists came out of God into manifestation, just as you yourself, the soul, came out of God into manifestation and experience here. So as you walk into your daily life, really, truly bringing that loving with you wherever you go, the world around you will transform. And even the people around you will transform. And they will approach you differently. They will handle you differently. Just because of that loving essence. That's the tool and the key by which we do the LAF. The loving, accepting, and forgiving. And loving is the first and primary If we can bring that loving into everything that we do, with everyone that we meet, with every situation that we have that comes forward in our life, loving can bring it into alignment, into agreement, so that we can move with it, through it, around it, whatever we need to do in that situation, with people, with things. With ourself. It doesn't mean that by waking up into God and living more awake and aware as a soul going through the day that your life is just going to be a hop, skip, and a jump all the way through. But it does mean that you're going to be able to move through the world with a different approach, a different attitude, a different action. And that you'll find yourself moving more easily and freely through the day, not having so much of the struggle, the push and the pull, the fear and the judgment that often works against us, holding us back from living the greater truth of who we are. And you'll find the strength to stand up and speak for yourself, to speak your truth, to share your loving, where before you maybe were afraid to do so. How many times in your life with family, with friends, at work, have you really wanted to share your caring, your loving with another person? And we're so afraid of what they would do with that, that you've held back. What would happen in the world if all of a sudden more and more people just started sharing their truth, their loving, their caring? I think it would begin a greater transformation in the world. But the tool and the key to it all is you loving God 
allowing God to love you and you loving yourself as the divine being that you are. Because that's who you are. You are a divine being living in this body and this body living in this world. And if you can live more as that divine being into the day, in through this body, it can be a lot simpler. It can be a lot easier. And it'd be easier to let go of those things that no longer serve you. I often see people holding on to the past, not willing to step forward into the present. Because in the past, something happened that was dear to them, meaningful to them, a moment of love for them, not loving per se, but love for them, or something very fearful that they just will not let go of. Because for whatever reason, it's also precious to them. And by holding on to the past, we cannot move forward. Because we're looking in the wrong direction. We're waiting in the wrong direction for something to come present again. In truth, the past is the past. It's done. It's over. Let it go. Learn from it what you can and bring it forward, that lesson, but let go of that moment and move into the next and into the next. Live in this present moment because that's where God dwells now in you in this present moment. And allow the God in you to have the experience of this present moment and all that it offers you so that you can step forward into what's next and what's next and what's next. That's how you truly continue moving on this pathway of the divine living loving. Living the loving daily in every moment, in every breath. I remember one day I was walking to school with some friends and I was feeling really disturbed inside because of some things that had gone on at school the day before. And I didn't really want to have to go back into all that. And we're walking, and I'm all shaky inside. And I heard a voice say, why don't you invite me into it? And I thought to myself, who in the hell is that? Who am I going to invite into what? And then I heard the voice say again, why don't you invite me into it? And when I looked... I could see that it was an essence of God coming into my consciousness. And I had never really thought about inviting God into anything in that way. 
And so I started walking while everybody else was talking and carrying on conversation about this or that. I was just inside myself inviting God into the situation that was at school. And it really didn't even involve me, but somehow it energetically did because I was disturbed. And so we're walking along, and I'm not saying anything. I'm just really trying to find out how to do what I've been asked to do inside. And somebody turned to me and asked me a question and said, well, what do you think? You're not, you're not participating. What do you think? And I said, well, instead of saying what I thought, I said, well, I just invite you into this right now. I was talking to God inside, but I said it out loud. And they said, you're inviting me into what? What am I supposed to do? What's the invitation about? And I caught myself realizing what I had done. But then I thought, I'm going to use that to my advantage. And I just turned to him and I said, well, I'm just inviting you to to show your greater truth. What's your truth about all this? And they all stopped and looked at me like, you know, do you know what we're talking about? And so we just kept on walking. But I realized that they weren't going to turn to me for participation. But that was fine because I could just keep on holding my focus on God right then, bringing God into the situation. But later on that day, one of the girls that was with us in the group, she came up to me and she said, you know what, I like that, that you actually invited him to participate in a deeper way. And it made me stop and look and see that maybe I should really participate in a way that I'm not participating. And so she began to tell me what she thought of the situation at school and what was going on for her inside. And I realized that it really is a way by which to bring ourselves present, to invite God into everything that we do, even in conversation with people, let them know, right now I'm just bringing the loving that I have for myself in God here present with us in this situation that we might find a different way to approach it. And I am inviting you to do the same and see what happens. Some people will hit the table and get up and leave. Other people will sit there and look at you like you're crazy But other people will, like this girl that was there, will get it and want to participate differently. And isn't that how the world works? Let the people that are angry and mad and don't want to participate in any other way storm off. Let them go. Don't hold on to them. And let those that really do want to participate in a more loving, focused way, stay and participate. But stay present then in that. It's easy to start something, but carry it through to the end sometimes can be quite challenging because we have to stay present 
We have to stay focused, and we have to be willing to move and change in that dynamic with another or within ourselves. And oftentimes we can get sidetracked very easily and get lost. But if you keep bringing your focus back to God, loving God, inviting God in, putting God first, it's easier than you might think to move through difficult situations. It's easier to let go of the past, to let go of the fear or the judgments, and to step forward to truly get free. Your soul is free. It's never been trapped and never can be trapped. It's never been in prison. And even though right now it feels like we're in prison in this world, it's not. Because truly, the truth of who you are, that soul, dwells in the realms of spirit right now. It's always been free. It will ever remain free. It's never going to leave its true home in spirit. It is only that divine spark that came forth from the soul that is here at the seat of the soul in you that feels trapped. But it's only trapped because it keeps looking down and out through the mind and the body consciousnesses trying to find solution, understanding, a way to get free. We're here to share with you that the way to free that divine spark in you so that it too can go home into the soul from which it came and unite there and remain there forevermore is to look inward and upward. Stop looking out into the world for answers, for solution, for love. There's no love in this world that is going to answer what you're longing for. There is no love. The love that you're longing for is the soul longing this divine spark that is trapped here back home. It's calling it home. And that longing for the love is really the longing for reunion, to unite once again with the truth of who you really are. Look inside. The kingdom of heaven is within. Jesus said so clearly so long ago. He said, if it wasn't true, I would not say it. I would say another thing. So look within. Keep looking within. Not just in your meditation, but in your daily life. Look within. Get up, get going through the day, but always keep your focus here, God first. Always live from here, God first. Always share from here, 
God first. And it's easy to forget that. It's easy to get caught up in the mind and the fear of the body and emotions. But as soon as you realize what's going on, bring your focus back up here and live your life, God first. For that's all there is. There's only God. Any of this doesn't exist other than what power and authority you give it to exist. But if you put God first, you'll see it more for what it really is, and you'll be able to move with it and through it, transform it, or let go of it much easier than if you're just living caught up in the world and through the mind. Jesus told his disciples about this pathway, that my path is easy. It is. It's an easy pathway to walk. It's a very simple practice. We just have to keep remembering what it is we're to do. And he said, my burden is light. Well, when you get initiated and receive that sacred name, your burden is lightened a great deal. Because the karmas that you have collected over eons of time in these physical creations are released from the hands of the Lord of this creation and placed in the hand of God. And what does God do with those? He loves them, he accepts them, and he forgives them. That's what he does with them. He begins the process of dissolution, of dissolving those so that you are free. Your burden is lightened. And yes, there's still lessons to be learned and experienced, things to be completed, because in this body consciousness, you carry certain things that you are here to complete. But even that will be lightened. It will be made easier because of this pathway. It doesn't say anything about, okay, no problems. All your bills are going to be paid. Your relationships are going to be wonderful now. It doesn't say that. It just says, this pathway is easy, and your burden shall be made light. Remember that. It might be easier then to walk this pathway in awareness and find that simple way and keep choosing into that simple way. And whatever burdens remain, hey, just remember, now it's light. Handle whatever that burden is and keep moving forward, bringing God into every situation, everything. God first and God only. The more you can begin to live that and understand what that really means, the more you're going to find that easy way and that light burden. 
Okay. 